Hello and welcome to the Bible the Podcast. I'm your host Zeeshan Siddiqui and today I talk with Michael Sheets. Michael is a third year graduate researcher at Boston University at the Dunlop Lab and his most recent paper was on light inducible recombinases for bacterial optogenetics published in ACS Synbio. Michael and Bibleder go way back to 2011, where he was part of one of the original Bibleder clubs and has continued to be involved with them ever since. Let's dive right in. Michael, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Life Changing Science Biobuilder podcast. Thanks so much, Sean. I'm excited to be here. When I visit your website and I had a look mm-hmm. under the projects tabs, there were a lot of really interesting and diverse projects that you were involved with, such as mm-hmm. optogenetic recombinases, tetragenetics, statistics of health aid, Biobuilder, uh, Wizard Chess, just to name a few. <laughs> And I think I'll have you on for another podcast just to talk about wizard chess. But <laughs> for today, let's focus on BioBuilder. <laughs> My first question to you is, you actually had your first experience with BioBuilder in high school. Could you tell us a bit more about it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So this was uh, back in 2011 at Tingsboro High School, just a small public high school um, in northern Massachusetts. And... I heard of this new club that was being set up that was around like biology, but not just biology, it was like engineering too. So I was really interested and wanted to uh, check it out. Um, and it ended up being related to uh, sort of Bible and iGem a bit at the time. This, this was sort of the first time I'd heard of anything like synthetic biology or really anything that uh, had to do with engineering biology. I'd, I had mostly been taught biology, sort of a collection of facts. Yeah. Uh, and then this was the idea that you could actually control cells, that you could get cells to do useful things and sort of applying some of the chemistry principles that I really enjoyed to biology, which was just fascinating to me. And this was, yeah, so back in 2011, when Bible I think was really just starting up, the, the teacher that was running the club at the high school, uh, Dr. Rebecca Ravgallo, who I'm, I'm still in contact with, she's phenomenal, was uh, just sort of doing a test run of the club almost for Natalie, where uh, we were workshopping some of the materials that Natalie was developing and really getting a, a first insight into the, the creation of a lot of the, what we know as the Bible content today. So it was okay. very exciting just to sort of be on the ground floor of, of some of that. What do you remember was sort of your first project with BioBuilder? Was it just like a workshop for like three days or did this something happen like every Friday after school? Uh, yeah, so this was, I think it was uh, Thursdays that we had our club. <laughs> okay. Um, but pretty much every Thursday throughout the year, we would meet and talk about synthetic biology things, design different circuits, and do some in-lab work too, which was very exciting. We were, I think, working mostly with yeast at the time and working with some um, different beta-carotene expressing yeast strains that Natalie had given us and looking at sort of when they expressed uh, different colors and different intensity beta-carotene. So that was really exciting just to work with cells there. Yeah, that's, that's really cool because a lot of, I don't think I really work with, in the lab at least, with synthetic gene circuits until first or second year of college. So having that experience in high school is, is really valuable. And mm. do you remember, was there any moment where, was there any particular experiment or synthetic biology fact that made you go, wow, this is, this is amazing. I, I want to continue um, working in biology when I apply for my college majors and yeah absolutely I think there were there were plenty of them throughout the year I think one was just getting to work with cells with like a in a hands-on way and finding out that there were like cool experiments I could do through like physically moving cells around through sort of the classic synthetic biology moving clear liquids into other clear liquids and then the magic happens 
And I think the other was hearing about some of the big picture applications. So like using bacteria to make insulin um, or these big world changing achievements and um, the things that could be done with synthetic. So during high school, was there compared to your other classes, uh, such as like chemistry, physics, did, where did you do the most lab work? Was it during, was it through BioBuilder where you were getting the most hands-on lab work or were there other classes as well that you were taking that had sort of a significant lab component to it? Yeah, uh, I think BioBuilder was the most in terms of especially self-designed labs. For physics and chemistry, there were definitely some labs that we did, but most of them were sort of, you knew what the result was going to be, sort of a set unit, more for educational purposes, which labs like that okay. are phenomenal too. They're, I think, really great for driving points home. But Builder, I think, was the only one where it was really, uh, we don't know how this will go, more discovery-oriented labs. That's really exciting because, of course, you do need to build up that foundational knowledge, which is which you would have had in sort of other labs. But I guess that's that's really cool how going into a lab and that age, you're 16, 17, just enhances your curiosity in the subject. I keep saying this. <laughs> I never thought I would say this, but I want to go back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> never you know, thought lots of uh, awesome opportunities for students now. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, let's, you get towards the end of year 12 and did you go into university uh, while you were, yeah, while you were applying for, uh, while you're doing your college applications, how influential was, what did you, what did you want to study towards the end of year 12? Had BioBuilder sort of influenced you to go towards the biology route or were you thinking, you know, I want to go into science or engineering? Yeah, so I think BioBuilder really did have an impact on me and pretty much right from year 11, year 12, when I was doing Bible, I was like, wow, I, I want to do engineering biology. I just want to keep doing this. And I went to a small all engineering school called Olin College and actually talked with a biology professor there who does uh, some really cool microbiology research, Jean Huang, and found out that I was basically be able, going to be able to do biology research right from the moment I stepped on campus. So uh, yeah, I, I knew I wanted okay. to do at least biology with an engineering context, pretty much yeah. right from when I started my undergraduate career. Okay, so you're in university, you're doing engineering biology, which is really great. And you said that you had maintained, you had kept contact with BioBuilder Club. So when did you become, what influenced you to go back to BioBuilder to become like a club mentor? I stayed in contact with uh, Dr. Ravgala at Tingsborough High School throughout my undergraduate career. And then by the time I started grad school, I saw at one point there was a BioBuilder call for mentors that came out. Um, and I absolutely was was all over that. I was very excited to sort of get back in the program and then sort of see some of the program from the other side as well. Now that I'd had some more formal training in bioengineering and synthetic biology. Um, and I was really excited to hopefully work with the, the team that sort of I was on years ago that was still active. When you went back as a club mentor, what were some of the first projects you worked on with high school students? And was it, uh, what grades were involved with the BioBuilder Club Mentor? Were these like grades nine to 12 or just 11 and 12? Yeah, so it varies quite a bit. Often it's grades 11 and 12 or, or people who have already taken sort of an introductory, introductory biology course, but there have been students from all years that I've worked with. Um, and really you, you can just jump right into BioBuilder without really any previous biological training and, and get right into it. But there have been some really, really exciting projects. So for instance, the Tingsboro team is working on this suite of uh, Alive Sense uh, products. So one was Alive Light where they were doing sort of a biology biologically renewable light bulb. Um, oh, wow. It was a live scent, which is a mosquito repellent um, that they're working on now, actually. And they actually were able to make a mosquito habitat in the high school to test some different compounds on, which was really wild. Um, that's, that's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> right? 
I am so blown away by the work these kids are doing now. Like back back in my day, it was like, oh, we want to like put together a circuit and try to just sort of get these these fairly basic, I mean, things that were very exciting to us, but compared to what these kids are doing now, I'm, I'm blown away at really what they've come up with. Yes. Mosquito habitat. Wow. Right? Sorry, continue. I interrupted. <laughs> no, no, please. That's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still like surprised that they were able to make that work. That's, that's really exciting. Um, I'm, 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 I, I never thought I would say I want to go back to high school, but I'm, I'm very, uh, <laughs> a little jealous of what they get to do now. It's very cool stuff. That just goes you to know. show you, you give enthusiastic students, uh, because you know, your high school students are e- eager to learn and they're, you know, very curious and they're really open-minded and opportunities like BioBuilder sort of facilitate amazing projects like this. Absolutely. I know I've seen such an amazing breadth of projects and things that are really like have world-changing potential. There was an Andover team um, a while back that got really, that even got some local news coverage for a product with bacterial dissolving bottles where they have the label of the bottle coated in bacteria that will sort of dissolve the bottle once it hits salt water. Really, really cool work. Another thing I wanted to ask because one amazing thing to hear was, you know, synthetic biology is a very, very multidisciplinary field. And it's, mm. I'm really glad to hear that there's such a breadth of projects being, um, being worked on by these uh, high school students. Coming back to mentoring high school teams, uh, high school bio builder uh, clubs, what was mm-hmm. the most, one, what was the, what did you find were the most challenging aspects about mentoring high schoolers? And to what do you feel was was the most rewarding aspect? Absolutely, yeah. So I think uh, in terms of challenges, a lot of it is uh, sort of logistical in terms of getting the teams the resources they need to carry out these really big ideas that they have. So getting getting them the plasmids and the cells and like freezer access, that sort of thing. Mm, okay. um, and I presume you they... work with universities and other colleges around the Boston area to help answer some of these logistical questions or... Yes, so to some degree, and actually in recent years, BioBuilder has a, uh, a learning lab space in Cambridge um, that solved a lot of these logistical problems for at least local teams and teams that can sort of make their way up here, where BioBuilder has uh, some lab materials and space that teams can use, which has been really exciting to, uh, to help teams get um, access to sort of a, a, a real-world lab space. That's, that's pretty, and that's what you need, just improving accessibility. If you improve accessibility to biology, because there are... A lot of obstacles, a lot of costly obstacles to get started with wet lab work. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you remove those barriers, so many more high school students, so many people without, with or without a biology background can, can take part in synthetic biology. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And there, there are so many things to choose from in terms of rewarding that uh, it's, it's hard to pick just one. I think one is one of the highlights is seeing all these amazing big picture ideas the students come up with. Uh, I feel like as we progress in our science careers, often our, our view of what we want to do becomes a bit narrower and we embark on these really specific projects that I think are, are fantastic. And that's often what you need to do um, is sort of focus on one part of a big problem. But these high schools come at it and just are like, I want to solve like the entire problem of climate change, like with this one project. And it's like, that's phenomenal. Like, I'm so excited to see what you do with this. And just being exposed to that energy and interacting with people who have that like large can-do energy is... Yep is really inspiring. I'm, I'm inspired by I've pretty much every group of high school students I've worked with. I've just been um, blown away by how big picture they think um, and how much of a change they really want to make in the world. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really incredible because one is that, you know, these big problems like climate change and they immediately go to, oh, synthetic biology. And just mm-hmm. one shows the scope of synthetic biology and what impact it can have in the world. And then more importantly, high school students 
being exposed to ideas and resources where they're going to go into college and they're going to go into science or policy. And if it's important to be to start thinking about the big picture of especially with climate change at an early age as possible and i love how you know one day they can just you know they're at home they can get up and then they can just start working hey you know i i couldn't imagine myself at 16 years old after having a bowl of cereal and then going to buy a builder i'm going to you know try and uh, fix the climate today i i just think that's mm. brilliant i wanted to move on to um, the idea accelerator so buy builders Idea Accelerator is a dynamic science and engineering curriculum helping teams of students get started on the design of new biotechnologies that can make the world a better place. Could you tell us a bit more about your experience with the Idea Accelerator and how involved you were in some of the projects you worked on? Absolutely. Yeah, there's been uh, so many. It's, it's so much fun every time and it's so different every time with every new group of students. Most, most of what I do with the program is sort of virtual interaction with the students. So there's some uh, response questions, some idea development that happens over the course of the program. And so for instance, there's this one question about this tech tokens activity, which goes over what areas of synthetic biology students would invest in or why to sort of get them into some of this big picture thinking and sort of responding to students' goals and values there is really interesting. Um, and just yep. cool to see the variety of synthetic biology interests that there could be out there and seeing students be like, oh, wow, like this, this subject I really care about, whether it's moisturizers or um, biofuels for motorcycles or something like that, and really letting them dive into it. And then this follows up with, they develop their own sort of synthetic biology ideas where they can come up with different biological parts and chassis systems that can use to solve these problems or create these new technologies that they're really excited about and sort of taking them through that process, giving them resources to follow up and answering questions when they do these awesome team, like large team projects is yep. sort of most of what I do with that, which is always just such a great time. Has the Idea Accelerated started this year? Does that happen later on? Uh, yeah, so the Idea Accelerator uh, at this point is pretty much continuously running every month or so. I think we're on okay. cohort seven or eight and is a fairly short program. It only lasts about a month or so and lets students sort of do a deep dive into, into getting, getting into synthetic biology and coming up with cool project ideas. Uh, the idea accelerator would be run fully online the past few months or is, are we, is it a bit of both at the moment? So yeah, it's, it's been fully online um, and mostly asynchronous too. So Natalie, we'll, we'll have different sessions that are run live for like Q&As with different bioengineers or lectures that Natalie does live. A lot of it's sort of pre-recorded lectures that teachers can use with the students um, or things that teachers can use sort of from any time. Oh, that's really great. And then again, that just improves the accessibility. Second last question I wanted to ask was, how do you think other graduate students can mentor uh, can benefit from mentoring biobuilder clubs? So of course, one, one you mentioned um, was how all the high school students are really inspirational to you, um, how you're inspired by them, how you're inspired by the enthusiasm and their creative thinking. So of course, that's one student and mentor, student teacher, we all learn and grow together. So I would think that would be mm. one benefit from mentoring biobuilder clubs. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think another way is being able to explain topics to various audiences both both helps you I think learn them better and then also is just a life skill that you'll need throughout your career. Um, so these high schoolers are absolutely whip smart and have all these really genius big picture ideas, um, but sometimes they don't know all of the lingo or all of the uh, 
the, the jargon that we use often in the field. But being able mm -hmm. to explain your research or explain these concepts that the high schools are getting into without relying too much on the, in, the entrenched uh, lingo of synthetic biology, the super valuable skill. And I think for, for any field, being able to explain to audiences sort of at multiple levels of experience is a great skill. And I think yep. the, the network is another uh, is another great thing too, is that um, I've met some other really phenomenal BioBuilder Club mentors and just being able to meet other people in the space who care about learning, who care about sort of these big picture ideas and who care about engaging the next generation with synthetic biology is, is just such a phenomenal group of people. Okay, so the last question I wanted to ask was we asked this uh, this questions, question to all our guests, and it's what are the key culture, skills, and sensibilities that have served you well in your journey so far as a BioBuilder Club mentor and graduate researcher? I think we've gone over a few of them. Yeah, I think I think we've hit some of the awesome topics, some, some of these ideas so far, yeah. but I think... No there's, there are no bad ideas and no ideas too big at the start. So I think being able to work with high schoolers where they're at in terms of both communication at multiple levels, and then also working with these really large ideas and being able to be like, all right, I'll get you the resources to learn about um, biofuels or learn about mosquito habitats, that sort of thing. And I think the other is really listening to to, to people and to the, the students to see sort of where they want to take their research and their careers. All of these students are sort of really pivotal. I mean, really young researchers are really pivotal points in their life and showing them both the exciting things that synthetic biology can do and the ways it interacts with other fields they might be interested in can, can be really important to them. And I think being able to listen to them and find where their passions lie has been definitely a, an important skill in that. Thanks once again to Michael Sheets for joining me today. I really enjoyed talking to him about his experience with BioBuilder Club high school students who have a large can-do energy big picture ideas and a drive to take on the big challenges of the world. I also found Michael's comments on how there are no bad ideas and no idea is too big at the start really insightful. I believe this episode will be very useful to high school students and teachers interested in integrating the BioBuilder curriculum into their classrooms as well as graduate students and just anyone interested in learning more about the incredible science that the BioBuilder Club students get up to. If you would like to learn more about anything Michael and I discussed today, please refer to the show notes. Join me for the next BioBuilder podcast. We'll welcome another wonderful guest whose career has been influenced by BioBuilder's life-changing science. See you next time.